Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Danny Wisentowski. They all sprayed it at once, and that's what made for the beautiful pictures. So, yeah, she's like, she's always like, want us to slap hands, slap hands, you know, let's go, let's go. That joy is what we're after in all sports. You know, just keep the play going and keep me focused on the next point instead of, like, the last point. Um, I'm, I am the rah-rah girl. I am the feeder, so to speak. But uh, Dana's a, a vicious put-away girl. As a volleyball coach at Washington University, Terry Clemens won seven national championships. She's retired from that sport, but she's still beating opponents over a net, but now it's on a pickleball court. Here to discuss going from a legendary volleyball coach to a national champ pickleballer is Terry Clemens. Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Terry, tell us a bit about how you first came to pickleball. You picked up this sport just about four years ago, and you're already a national champ. Um, How did you get here? Well, I started, I was playing competitive golf, and a friend introduced me to pickleball. I read about it online, and I thought, that sport just looks like me. And it was, uh, it took a lot of energy. It was competitive, uh, short, quick games. And I thought, I need to try this out. I did. I fell in love with it. I stopped competing in golf immediately and went full-time pickleball. Wow. So just, just giving up golf, um, you know, which is uh, a sport a lot of people really love. That, but that just didn't fit your style? I loved golf. But my current favorite sport is pickleball. <laughs> got it, got it. So let's let's go back maybe a bit. You know, as we mentioned, you know, folks might recall you from this incredible run as a volleyball coach at Washington University. But you spent a, a long time, you, you know, something uh, eight years, I think, dealing with some pretty serious health issues. Um, tell us about how you got through that and and how that path, you know, has now led you uh, to the pickleball court. I did, and um, it was unfortunate that it was at the peak of my career. We had won uh, our seven national championships. We had just won six in a row, and my health just kept declining. I had drank turpentine when I was a small child, and apparently it scarred my lungs. And when I was in my late 30s, it just came back and hit me ferociously. And I started getting repeated pneumonias and uh, got that awful MRSA infection, um, a super infection in my lungs and in my leg. And um, I went through several different um, types of treatment, and none of which were working for a long time. And uh, I was on a respirator 13 times. It was an awful time. I had six young children with my husband at home, not to mention my coaching. And um, I was averaging probably 135 days a year in the hospital for those eight years. And I finally had to retire because of it. Wow. And I guess we're, we're so glad that, that you're okay and, and that you, you're here talking with us. But I, I'm curious, too, there was a point where, you know, after all of those years and all of the time in the hospital where you had a sense that you could play sports again, you could have that competitive part of you. Was it, was it difficult to, to get back into sports or was it something you were looking forward to all that time? Both. It was incredibly oh. difficult 
but I had such a passionate for the competition that I fought through it. I couldn't walk for almost a year. I was in a wheelchair, then I wore braces. Then I uh, finally got to where I could get muscles to work again, and I was walking and walking and walking, and then I decided that I could run a little bit, and I started training for a 5K, then a 10K, then did four half marathons, did a full marathon, and I knew that once I did that full marathon, I could get back into competition again, and um, I did. Wow, that that's just incredible. And, you know, I guess it's worth, you know, for folks who are just listening to this, you know, tell us a bit about pickleball as a sport and give us maybe some of the basics of the rules and, you know, what, what what's on the court when you're playing. Well, it's a smaller court than tennis, um, but similar to ping pong on concrete. Um, a lot like badminton. Um, if you've played on a ping pong table, you just have, you have to move a lot more, but it's short, quick strokes like that, a very fast-paced game, um, fast hands, and short, quick movements of your feet is what um, it encompasses. And um, the great thing about pickleball is that four people who've never played before can pick up paddles very inexpensively and a ball, which is like a hard wiffle ball, and play it pretty quickly by reading the rules, even on YouTube. Hmm. And then at our level, you can get very competitive and practice lots of hours and um, get um, compete at various levels, uh, starting at 2.5 all the way through 5 and then 6.0 and pro and above. And um, so there's various levels that you can compete on all through the nation. It's popular across the nation and is the fastest growing sport we have in the last four years. Mm. Terry, I'm curious, you know, when you returned to sports in general and, and to pickleball, you know, you had spent so much time in volleyball and had made such a mark and, you know, a really part of, of the history books of what you did with that program. Was it was it strange, perhaps, to return to a sport that wasn't really yours in that same way? Um, not at all. I mean, I always have a deep, deep passion for volleyball. Um, but pickleball is not unlike it in a lot of ways. You have the angles of the attack. The, um, you know, hitting down the line, hitting cross court, hitting um, against an opponent on the other side of the net. There were a lot of things in common with it. And I was a tennis player in college, so it came rather easy to me. And it, when I saw the sport in action the first time, it brought back college memories. And, and I could see myself on the court again like I was 20 years old. Of course, I wasn't. I'm 67. But um, it brought it right back to me. So yesterday I had a chance um, to actually watch you practice uh, inside just this absolutely enormous facility at the Missouri Pickleball Club. And I had a chance to talk with your pickleball partner, uh, Dana, about what it's like to compete and learn while playing alongside you. Terry's a great person. She's real energetic. And she's uh, just really upbeat on the pickleball court. She never gets down. And if like the further like if we're losing or gets down then she really bears down even harder so yeah she's like she's always like she wants to slap hands slap hands you know let's go let's go and just tries to keep the, the momentum going and just you know just keep the play going and keep me focused on the next point instead of like the last point and that was Dana, who is the partner of Terry Clemens who we're talking to right now Terry hearing Dana talk about um, you know, what it's like to play with you and to be coached by you. Um, does, does that sound about right of the way that your your style in trying to improve someone's play? Probably, because I've got a little piece of coach in my heart forever 
But at the same time, Dan is very complimentary. She's the hearts and guts of our team. She's a put-away girl. I'm the more the setup person. So uh, we make a very complimentary team for each other. Um, I'm, I am the rah-rah girl. I am the feeder, so to speak. But uh, Dan is a, a vicious put-away girl. Now, now she she described you as a bit of kind of a cheerleader slash coach, and I'm I'm curious is that does that fit with the style of your volleyball coaching, which I know was was very rigorous and and very competitive? Have you brought that uh, now to the pickleball court? Yeah, I was actually a very quiet coach on the sidelines, but not so in practice. I am very upbeat and very motivated, easily motivated in sports. It comes very natural to me, um, and. Um, being upbeat and positive comes very natural to me. Thank goodness, because all those years being so ill, um, my doctors often told me that it was my competitive spirit that uh, got me through it. And so it, it's a good thing for any of us to have. But um, I know that I've grown to know in my years of wisdom that it doesn't come naturally to everyone, and we're not all upbeat. So it's good to have somebody playing that role on the court. We're talking with Terry Clemens, uh, the championship volleyball coach who had won seven national championships as the Washington University's volleyball co- volleyball coach, and she's now making a name for herself on the pickleball court. Um, you know, Terry, you know, when I got to see you yesterday practice, it was really just you clearly have such a joy in in the actual athleticism of it, of the sport. I'm curious, though, is there a competitive edge that you're saving for the actual competition? Is there another gear <laughs> that you're going to reveal uh, later on? I always hope there's another level. But uh, the, the girls I play with regularly and my partner Jay and I in mixed doubles, we, we get a ton of competition here in St. Louis. So whether I'm just drilling or whether I'm playing competitively against another couple of people, it's it's competitive all the time for me, and I don't take anything lightly. I always hope I have another level, though, when it gets to the national competition. Now, you are, you're, you're preparing for a, another national competition coming up in April. That's the U.S. Pickleball Championships in Naples, Florida. You are putting a lot of practice in. How are you feeling about your prospects? How are you preparing? Um, Dan and I are doing drill sessions as well as uh, competing against others, and uh Jay and I the same in mixed doubles. So um, I won't get to play singles in this one because it was a lottery pick and I did not get in. Um, and uh, But we're training hard a lot of hours. And just as importantly, trying to have recovery time. Like today is considered a recovery day for us where we don't get on the court. We just stretch and try to eat right and relax because those recovery days, especially as you age, are just equally important. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you, one of the things that, that really stood out to me about what you told me is that you're not just playing pickleball, you're actually coaching, and you're coaching other pickleball coaches. What, how, how did you get into that? Well, for the last few years, I've, I've coached pickleball players, and that's a lot of hours on the court. And um, in, in the recent weeks, I have decided that I'm going to just focus now on my play and helping other coaches to coach players. And um, because I'm a coach and have a lot of experience in coaching, that I can share with uh, pickleball coaches um, the very detailed um, needs of of a client when you're on the court, and it's it's working well for us. So I'm just going to help coaches in the area to coach players, and hopefully get to continue doing what I do best. 
Mm. And Terry, you, you you had to step away from coaching and in such a circumstance that you didn't want to step away at the time. It wasn't really your decision. Was that was coaching something that you had to resign yourself that you may never get to do that again? Um, what does that feel like to, to maybe show that, that no, you, you found another place where you can still pursue this part of yourself? Yeah, it was, it's a real special thing to get to work with people again that closely. Um, I never really left coaching all the way because I wrote books. I did motivational speaking. I always have advised coaches and consulted all over the nation with uh, various coaches in different sports. But So I've never lost all of it. But getting to work one-on-one and in small groups on the court and pickleball again, oh, it just fulfills my life so much. I just love working with other people. Now, you a lot of your, your previous coaching, you know, you were coaching college students, young people. You are now coaching, you know, pickleball is open to so many different ages. And just from what I saw yesterday, there were families, there were older folks, there were young folks. What is that? Does that change kind of the coaching dynamic when, you know, they're not just college students preparing for volleyball? It doesn't change it for me. It might for a lot of people. But for me, an athlete is an athlete. It doesn't matter what age you're on. If you're coming to me for coaching, you want to work. And um, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, advanced player, um, you want to make your game better um, wherever it is. So I analyze what level you're at right then, and we go to work. And I really find that it doesn't matter if you're um, 15, 25, 35, 65. It doesn't matter if you're coming for instruction. You want to make your game better, and you're willing to put in the time and effort it is. I don't. I don't even take into consideration someone's age when they come to me for pickleball lessons. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Terry, you you mentioned earlier that you walked away from golf because of because of you know after getting attached to pickleball. And I'm I'm curious. You know, I've I've heard of a lot of folks who are former athletes, people who are in more intensive sports. You know, football, soccer, basketball. They still want to compete, and they migrate over to golf or some of these low impact sports. But pickleball seems to really hit that sweet spot. Is that correct, or is that what's really drawing people like yourself uh, to it? Yes, I th- I think that there are so many of us athletes who have left other sports who still crave that immediate feedback that you get from such intense competition. And um, there's a lot of people playing pickleball in, in this area that used to play basketball, used to play soccer, football, like you said, and, and have come from different sports. And we'll often say to someone, what sport did you play? If someone's moving really good footwork on the court, I'll, I'll ask. We were a soccer player, and uh, you can see that in, in, in our sport, that a lot of people came from different sports. Then again, because it's such a growing sport, you'll see teens getting into the sport who they haven't played a sport, and this is their sport. And that's really good for the sport, too, because it, it's addicting. The sport is so addicting. You need other, nothing else in your life when you have pickleball because – Like I said, it doesn't matter what level you're at. If you're a beginner and never played before, you pick it up and you want it again. That's the beauty of pickleball. And what's drawn people and made it such a worldwide phenomenon right now is that it's it's such an easy sport to pick up and it's so addicting. At the U.S. Open next month, there's going to be people from uh, 50 states and 26 countries. Wow. Wow. Terry, you know, the, just you know that, that level of competition, that kind of stage, it brings to mind, I had seen a photo that I, I believe was taken either perhaps during the first volleyball championship that you had won as a coach with Washington University. And it's this incredible photo because you apparently had smuggled 
um, crazy <laughs> string or silly string and given them to your players, preparing for the moment when they would, you know, win. And the the photo is just so full of joy and also full of silly string that's being sprayed everywhere. <laughs> Are you? Um, should people be checking your bags for bags of silly for cans of silly string at the U.S. Open that, when that you're there? <laughs> wonderful memories to me because what happened was. I bought 48 cans of Silly String, smuggled them under my chair in these big boxes under my chair and my assistant's chair, and I never told my players what was in them. And as soon as uh, we got to the last game and it appeared that we might win it, I told my managers, start passing these out when we win. And they were throwing the cans into the stands and into my players' hands, and they all sprayed it at once, and that's what made for the beautiful pictures. And that joy is what we're after in all sports. It's what we're after in pickleball. It's what we're after in volleyball. It's what we what we play for is that immense joy. It's not for the win or the loss. It's for that joy that sport gives you. There, and that there, picture just shows that whole thing. Yeah, there are those two sides there. You clearly are someone who wants to win, but the joy of, of the sport is not contingent on that winning. Is that is that the point you're making? Absolutely. Like, it's, I'm not a person who needs to set goals as far as I want to win the national championship. It's the process. It's the joy of playing and putting in the hours of work that I love so much. And that will get you to the outcome. It will get you the best outcome your body is allowed to get to. And I often told that to my players. We don't need to say our goal is the national championship. Those kind of things are a given, or that each tournament we're going to be in, we want to win. Of course we do. So we didn't set those kind of goals. We set goals of we want to be the best player we can be at the end of the season. And if that process leads us to the national championship, great. That's the joy we're after. It's a feeling of joy that you're after no matter what you're doing. If you're accomplishing that kind of um, achievement in business, it's the joy of succeeding that we're after. It's not really the win on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Terry, in our last couple of minutes, you know, if someone is listening to this and wondering, is pickleball right for me? Is 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 this the sport that I can find that joy in? What would you tell them? What would what would you want them to ask themselves about what they're looking for in this kind of practice? Well, can can they move well enough to cover a few feet quickly on both sides? Are their shoulders okay to rotate and move with the ball? And do they want to play it at just a family level, uh, going to a free court in a park, which there are several in St. Louis? Or do they want to get serious about the game? And sometimes one leads to the other. But go ahead and try it. Either call Missouri Pickleball Club or another club in St. Louis, take a couple of lessons, or just go to YouTube and read about it and watch it and see where that leads you. It's a great sport to try, and if you're looking for something different in your life, you're looking for a new kind of activity in your life, it might be just the one that hits you. And Terry, guess and our last, you know, just last question, you know, you've got the U.S. Open Pickleball Championships coming up in April. Are you feeling good about this? Are you going to take another championship home? <laughs> I always feel good about it. It's the process that I'm after. It's, it's uh, if, if all... Um, goes well in the next month and we're in a healthy position, we're sure going to be uh, strong competitors in it. That's for sure. 
Terry Clemens is a local and national volleyball legend who's now got U.S. pickleball credentials as she's both a champion player and a coach and is preparing for the U.S. Open Championships in Naples, Florida next month. We wish you the best luck, Terry, and we hope uh, to hear good things. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Hey, thank you. was produced by Danny Wisentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.